Something magic happens every time you go. You make the magic happen. The magic of Orioles baseball when the game is close. And the yokes are hot. There's a thundering roar from 34 to give it all they got. And you never know. Who's gonna hear the call? Every team does a different star. That's the magic of all real baseball. I'm not going to lie to you, dog. While I did enjoy that song, that ran a little long for me. Yeah, I don't normally let everything run that long, but I don't know. I was feeling it. You were feeling I, it? I feel it. It was. It's I'm a nice little, mad. what was it, like a 70s, 70s era song type thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably when they were going the to the team. World Series and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like they're going to do again this year. Or at least yeah, that's... I'm down for it. Oh. Orioles magic. Yeah, I, I, I would be down for all of that, man. I tried to get tickets. Bro, I found them for like 350 for two tickets. That's not bad. Where are the seats, though? It's upper deck, but the upper, like, it's upper deck. It's not bad. It's not like Nationals Park upper deck where you feel far as hell away. Like it's I was about to say, bro, I'm not going to hold you. I've been in the upper decks before. <laughs> Yeah, but like this the upper be, upper decks, like I've been up, like where you're up the, against like the back where the cage is or whatever, or the yeah, whatever. Halfway up there, but like the the energy, the energy. I know, bro, but I've become such a fucking. <laughs> I'm spoiled. <laughs> I like I like decency. Some spoiled, bro. That's all I've known. That's all we've done for the last three four years, bro. Is get good seats. That's all I know now. That's true. I mean, we did get really good seats for the Nationals playoff. Yeah, like, that's like, all I know is good seating. Good seats are running a ridiculous amount. I know. That's the only thing. Like, I'm not I'm not mad that it's... I tried to get a Game 3 ticket and couldn't get one. 
Well, because game three tickets an elimination game like that. That's yeah, just, that's true too. I, but I, I think I don't know. I just I'm trying to get tickets. <laughs> look, I I'm down for it. The only thing is, is like I can't I can't buy two tickets. Like I can only buy my ticket. Yes, same. That's <laughs> like so we would have to literally yeah. we would have to one of us would if you found them or find them. Let me know if you could find two, like or well three total. Cause I'm I'm bringing my girl, bringing my 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 fiance. You know that's happening. Damn. If that's I not- can't, if not, I mean, look, look. If I if I can't, we we going. At the end of the day, <laughs> we going. Nah, I think more than likely, just because of how like hard it's been to get tickets, I'm probably just gonna do a watch party at my house for game one. When what day is game one? Saturday. Probably. This Saturday. Oh shit. Saturday. It's a one o'clock game on Saturday too. I'll probably That's a Billy Joel concert. I'll be at work. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss the whole damn game. Oh wow, yeah, that's right, because you can't even watch TV at work yep. like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I it, it depends where they place me. If they place me in an area that allows me to at least hear it, I'll yeah. be good. Well, here's here's something for that. But uh, last week we were hoping that the Orioles would clinch while we were running our episode, and that didn't happen. But the Orioles not only clinched, but clinched the American League East Division title, which gave them a first-round bye. They had the best overall record in the American League. Woo! And they have home field advantage against every single team except the Braves. So the only way that they wouldn't have home field advantage as if they played the Braves in the World Series. But what a time to be a Baltimore Orioles fan. Bro, what a time. And it's so funny because I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. It's it's so funny because two years ago, when you said you were an O's fan, and I would say it proudly because fuck y'all, they they would laugh in our faces. You're Damn. an O's fan? Oh, my God. <laughs> say no more. Like, Or you you would get the ones that'd be like, oh, you don't get to talk. You, don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of ignorant. Like, Fans. Mm-hmm. And now look at you. Egg on your face. Your team at home. My team got the best record. Yep. In the AL. And, you know, I'm a dual fan, so I got to experience the <laughs> National World Series championship, which was pretty lit. But uh, That was great. Also would be extremely lit to see the uh, home team win a chip. Um, this could definitely be the year for it. Two years ago, lost mm-hmm. over 110 games. And then fast forward to this year. And they win over a hundred games. Over a hundred. You know that's the best. Um, that's the biggest turnaround in a three-year span by a team. Yeah. Yep. And the Orioles are just racking up the records, and it shows you how important winning the division is there and clinching one of those top two seeds. Because the Rays, the Rays were only a couple games back of the Orioles, and the Rays today just got eliminated by the Rangers. In they got swept in two games. Yep, trash. And now we play the Rangers, and we're gonna we got that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the we Rangers are a good team, but I believe we matched up against them well in the regular season. Sure, we I cooked think. everybody. <laughs> That's facts. We didn't get swept by anybody. The Orioles nope. haven't been swept in over ninety series. With Can them. I also say that the Blue Jays are um jockers? Cause they just made same, they just got the same fate. They just got knocked out too, swept. Did they lose? Yeah, they that's right. Both. They did lose. They, they did lose. They did lose. I, I had to double check. The uh, score was final, but yeah, the Blue Jays lost to the Twins as well. 
So you look Wait, at is that who we play then? Wait. No, 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 no. So the Blue Jays played the Twins. The winner of that game goes on to play the Astros, and uh, we were gonna face whoever beat whoever. So we got the, yeah. Okay, okay. I just yeah. wanted to be sure. I'll be, you know me, I'll be all over the place. And yeah. Wow, well, the it, Twins it, are good this year. It, That's great. I, I, I didn't know how what teams were good this year besides us. Like they were. I was only concerned about us. I gave no fucks about anyone else. Well, the Twins, they weren't even really that good. The thing is, is that they played in a very weak division. Yep. Which is why it was kind of surprising that the Twins went out and dominated the Blue Jays in that two-game series. And then the only problem I have is is that they don't reseed between rounds. Because realistically, I think that the Orioles should be playing, you know, the lower-seeded team since they are the number one seed. But instead, mm-hmm. Rangers, who are actually a division winner, well, I guess both teams are division winners, but they get the Rangers, who are significantly better than the Twins, which kind of gives the Astros a bit of a cakewalk into the championship series. So I have a little bit of a problem with that. But other than that, I, I feel like the Orioles, they're they're ready to go. I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially because they're going to have Braddish pitching in game one. Um, they, didn't, or they didn't announce it, but... I'm pretty sure that uh, he's going to go out there and pitch game one. You got Grayson, you got Gibson, you got John Means back healthy. The Orioles actually have a decent rotation, and they the back of the bullpen is held up well, even with the absence of Felix Bautista. I was about to say, he won't be back for two years. Well, he won't be back till after next year. Yeah, start as a 2025 season. Mm-hmm. That's he's uh, got to get fucking Tommy Tommy John surgery. Which is unfortunate because he was actually throwing bullpens at Camden Yards. He was going to try and pitch through this injury to pitch in the playoffs. And unfortunately, it just turns out that his injury was a little bit too severe and he has to go get that Tommy John. But I will say that Cano has done a good job stepping up at the back end of that bullpen. He was also an all-star this year and he's done a great job stepping up in the back of the bullpen. To Mod, I just I, and I think that the Orioles are going to be solid. I really do. I think we've always had we've always had many weaknesses in different areas of the game of our game, right? The O's talk I'm talking about. But we had one consistent problem and it was pitching. Yep. It was always pitching. No matter what we could do or what we did do, pitching was fucking atrocious. It was just god awful. And I ain't talking like I know baseball because <laughs> let me tell all of y'all out there, I know nothing. I know little bits and pieces. I can sprinkle some knowledge here and there, but that ain't my repertoire per se. So I just knew that pitching was the biggest problem because it's always been a problem. And we finally have decent pitchers. And we have the offense to be able to get us out of tough situations when when our pitching is not great. That was the other thing. We could only muster like a three to four runs, you know, in a game. And now with the lineup we have, with the team we have, we can put up seven, eight, like it's like no problem. And yeah. to put up seven, eight runs is that in baseball is phenomenal. <clears throat> Especially to put up seven to eight runs in Camden Yards, which no longer a hitter's ballpark ever since they moved back the wall, uh, Baltimore, as they call it. It's really hard for right handers to hit the ball out of the ballpark. You seem thrown off by Baltimore. I I just I've never heard that that that's a new one that's new for me. <laughs> Baltimore, that's new. Yeah, because they got that big ass ball in right or er, left field. 
All right. I have a football jersey. I have I need to get some Baltimore apparel in my room. Sorry, I just I just uh, know who the plug is for Jersey, so Yeah, you're right. I need I need I need an O's jersey, dog. I I need I don't even know who I would want. I'd have to think on it. No, not not me. But the person. No, I'm just saying in general. I I know who's able to procure certain items. Uh, they can even get you a customized jersey. So. I just want some. I just need. I need. I know for a fact I need a Lamar jersey because I don't have one and I just need one because Baltimore. Yeah. And obviously, I just. I've never had an O's jersey. I have that O's. I got one of the O's. Uh, them soccer, you know, shirt jerseys, whatever you want to call them. But as far as a true, I've never owned a traditional true um, baseball jersey. I've always had basketball ones, and I've had a couple football ones. But never, never have I had a O's one or a baseball one. Yeah, you definitely got to grab yourself one. I've got, like, six. That's tough. Most of them just have my own last name on the back of it. Big custom jersey guy. Mm, that's tough. But I I really think that this could be the Orioles' year. I've seen a lot of the experts picking the Orioles. For some reason, the Braves were just too good in the regular season. And it's one of those things where the team who's like that good in the regular season very rarely actually wins the championship in baseball. It's a different... It's a well, different... They, they've been in that position a few times where like they've had the best record. Because didn't they have it a few years ago, too? 90s. Well, they won so the World Series. I said the entire 1990s. Uh, I think they won the World Series in 21. Uh, so they did win recently, but... Did they? They did. They did. They yeah, did. it's unfortunate to see. I fucking hate the Braves, to be completely honest. <laughs> you hate them and the Dodgers, isn't it? Isn't those the yeah, two? I hate the Braves, I hate the Dodgers, and they always, the last couple of years, have had the best two records in baseball, which is very sad. I've always hated the Yankees and the Red Sox. They can go, they can just fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck the them. Yankees and the Red Sox. No matter who I'm a fan of, I fucking hate the. I, I hate all Boston. I hate Boston. Yeah, <laughs> to say I'm not a fan of Boston teams. I'm not gonna lie. I was. I did like the Patriots. I had. A, I had a couple reasons for the Patriots though. Back when Tommy was the quarterback, one I I, I like Tom Brady. I was. A, I liked Tom Brady. Uh, the second one, honestly, part was partially on influence. Just because I my one of my closest friends was always a Patriots fan, and I was just like, oh, they're cool. But I was still the team of my team. Like I still would talk shit about the Patriots. It wouldn't even bother me to say shit. But I, I, hey, I don't give a damn. Don't hurt my feelings. Disgusting. Despicable. Hey, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I still go to sleep pretty peaceful. You shouldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> Too bad I do. <laughs> Nice snoring slumbers. Nope. I, I had a Randy Moss jersey that I got for free when I was a kid. But other than that, the which one? Like the Vikings one? Patriots. Yeah. I mean, he had a, he had some good years there, so it's okay. Yeah. At least it wasn't a Raiders jersey. I'd rock a Raiders jersey. The Raiders jersey. I would rock a Raiders jersey, but not a Raiders Randy Moss jersey. Why? It was ass. Yeah. Fucking ass. He was, gar- was. And, and he was really garbage because he didn't want to be there. Yeah, not because he was bad. He he didn't want to be there. I don't know the, the Raiders jersey. Like you know, as a '90s kid, everybody had the Ra- Raiders jersey back in the day. <laughs> and we, we ventured. You know what I saw? You know what? And in, in the in the 2000s, I saw uh, Chargers jerseys a lot too. Yeah, somebody had an LT jersey. 
in the 2000s, that powder blue color. Like, oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got a picture of me in, like, baby blue Lakers stuff from head to toe. Baby like, I Lakers. was. Is it, is, was it, it just, like, the, the old, that old classic before they were the Lakers team one? Nah, it was just, like, a two. Well, I, it was just, like, a 2000s fashion. Like, it wasn't a jersey. Hmm. Hold on. Let me let me pull it up. I want to be able to accurately describe this to you. I have it on my Instagram somewhere. Thanks. Did I not upload it? Anyway, there's a there's a picture of me as a little kid with like a chain on and a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm wearing like a Kobe Lakers shirt. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, baby, That's tough. thousands. That's tough. That's tough. Back. It, I think, I think that's enough for the Orioles. Congratulations to the Orioles. <laughs> you are now in the divisional round. You will now face the Twins. And calling it here, calling it now, get the brooms. Oh, anyway, yeah. it was a, it was a Lakers jacket. I don't know. Lakers jacket. If it clears, I'll see it. If it clears up, wait oh. for it. Wait for it. Nope. Nope. Just blur. Big old blah blah blur. Lakers hat with a baby blue bandana and a chain, and I'm like six. Big old, big old black of blur. Yeah. But anyway, we've talked enough about the O's. That was a good little little tidbit back and forth. But now I think it is time we head to the other sport where the Baltimore homebred team is having a good time. As we move on down the the Ravens MNT Bank Stadium or down you know, like down the street, <laughs> yeah. But they 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 played in Cleveland this weekend. Well, that's that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So if we're gonna lead off with the Ravens. Let me just first say that I'm happy that the Ravens won. Very obviously, I want to get that out of the way because I nice feel, like, feel good, like when you good. criticize your team. While they win, that people label you as a hater. I mean, Mark Mark Andrews had two receiving touchdowns from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson also rushed for two touchdowns. However, the offense just did not click yet again. I I just want to get straight into it because the de- defense was really impressive. Overall, they were beating the absolute living shit out of Thompson Robinson, who was the backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, We actually didn't get, nobody knew uh, this time last week, we didn't even realize that Deshaun Watson was going to be out. I don't think anybody had a hint that he was actually going to be out. But in his steed for Deshaun Watson, Thompson Robinson went 19 for 36, 121, and he threw three interceptions, which is great. Kyle Hamilton got an interception, Stone got an interception, and Stevens got an interception in that game. However, with all of that possession time, the fact that Lamar Jackson only threw the ball for 19 attempts, 186 yards, and two touchdowns shows you exactly how dysfunctional this offense is. Meanwhile, Gus Edwards went 15 carries for 48 yards. That's 3.2 yards average rushing. That's just not going to do. And I don't think that that's a Gus Edwards issue as much as it is about the fact that we are running almost every single time and predictable running downs. And then we either get stopped for no gain 
or stopped for a loss. And then it's second and long or second and 10. And we run the ball again. Yep. To get two or three yards. It just doesn't make sense to me while we're doing what we're doing. And we were looking really good going into halftime. Then we came out of halftime very stale yet again. And we got to stop being so predictable with the run. We were really good at running over the last couple of years because our there was a lot of hidden things going on there. There was a lot of, you know, it looks like we're going to run it up the gut and then you run it outside. Or it looks like we're going to run it up the gut and then actually Lamar Jackson breaks one away for 30 yards. There's just not a lot of trickery going on in this offense right now. And it's really frustrating to watch on second and 12, the ball get handed off to Gus Edwards for two yards. That's exactly what happened in the later Flacco years. where, And even honestly, in the middle of the Flacco years, it's conservative bullshit football. And we're starting to look even worse as far as procedural penalties and stuff like that. People not getting set. Handoffs not being completed. It, it's just overall, it looks like this is not a very well-coached team as far as discipline. And then you combine that with the fact that they're trying to play conservative football, and it absolutely murders momentum. I don't think that we would have lost that game if Deshaun Watson was a quarterback. I think overall we still did enough to win. And we scored 28 points on a really good defense. Lamar played fantastic with the chances that he was given. Mark Andrews finally looks like he's back fully healthy. But in the end of the day, we need to clean it up, and we need to clean it up quick. Because these procedural penalties, these botched handoffs, these fumbles, this predictable running, all of this stuff is going to start to go against us in key games. And it's going to be an absolute killer for us. So am I happy to be three and one? Absolutely, I'm happy to be three and one. I would be crazy not to be, especially in what is looking like a weak division right now. We got the Steelers and the Bengals, or I'm sorry, the Steelers and the Browns sitting at two and two. And then you've got the Bengals sitting at one and three. It's an absolute dream scenario considering that the Ravens are light years ahead of the Steelers. And honestly, it showed that the Ravens are also much better than the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. So all of that stuff is fantastic. But the Bengals will more than likely bounce back, and we'll talk about them more later. And the Steelers are always going to play us hard. We've got a couple hard games still on our schedule. I believe that the London game is also going to be a trap game for us because historically, the one other time we went to London, we absolutely got our asses beat when we had no business getting our asses beat. Overall, it's going to be a hard couple weeks of football ahead, and this coaching needs to get it together. John Harbaugh needs to go back to 2019 John Harbaugh, where he was going completely against all of his tendencies, and he was trying to be aggressive. He needs to stop with the conservative bullshit, and he needs to let this team, he needs to let the reins off this team and let Lamar be the identity of this team, taking deep shots breaking away for great runs. If we're already going to have the issues that we're having with ball security and stuff like that, 
you might as well mix in a couple explosive plays. But what we haven't seen is those big explosive plays so far this season. And that's the only thing that's going to be able to balance that out if you're not going to be able to have a little bit more discipline with this football team and iron that out. So overall, I'm happy, but there's still work to be done, so I'm not satisfied. How dare you? How dare you criticize a team that just demolished the current, or at the moment at that time, the number one ranked defense? How dare you? They cooked them. How dare they, they cooked them? Crash. <laughs> <laughs> they cooked them. Cooked them, broiled them, baked them, soiled them, threw them away. The only reason why it mattered, the only reason why it wasn't a shootout is because fucking Thompson Robinson was literally getting murdered there. They died. Like Deshaun they, they, Watson just, would get murdered there. No, it wouldn't have been Cooked the same. Them. Would have thrown all those interceptions. Whoop their ass. I fully the Ravens just, dragged them through the fucking mud. It didn't feel like we were dragging them through the fucking mud. It didn't. I got that out of my system. I'm done. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Overall, man, not only were nah, we... that, that game was too close for, for at least through the first half because it was like what seventeen three, I think was the score. Uh, that was like fourteen to three at half. Something like that, where it was like they were just they were within two half. scores. I'm tripping. It's the second half that mostly pissed me off because we got our rhythm and then we went from twenty one to three to only scoring one more touchdown in the fourth quarter. Was it twenty one to three? Twenty one to three at the half. Oh, we're both geeking. Yeah, it wasn't close. <laughs> you know what? You know why? I got bored and I cut that game off because it was like so tra- it was so boring. I cut the Ravens game off and I started watching the Eagles Commanders game because it was closer. Big fan. I, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got bored. Um, I also I also wasn't at my house. Um, it, it is what it is. But um. I've seen enough of it just to know what happened in it. I I also wanted I also needed the Ravens to kick a field goal. And then he threw that um fucking touchdown to Mark Andrews on third and whatever it was, third and goal, I guess, whatever it was. And then Mark Andrews catches it over like three fucking people. Oh, that was fantastic. That actually prompted me to give Lamar Jackson and the offense a little bit of credit there. Because what I will say is, is that that put that where it had to be. They it really made me see that Lamar Jackson has developed touch, and we addressed this early on in the season last year. I think he finally stopped beating his dick because he typically would have overthrown <laughs> that ten yards. I remember that. I remember that episode. <laughs> it was like episode three, and it was the title. Yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. But um, yeah, man, I I think overall it was a deep. I, I'm I agree with what you said. Uh, to be completely honest, I was just joking when we started. But yeah, that they looked offensively, they looked good, but they could have been better. Just because like they were doing what they had to do against the Browns, they got back to being the old Ravens, the Ravens who run the ball and don't pass uh, 30 to 40 times, but pass between 20 to 25, because I think, what, Lamar only threw about, like, 21, 23 times, something like that? 19 times. Not even not even 20. See, I'm off. I'm not even 20. I was giving him B-O-T-D. Didn't even need it. That shouldn't be the case, though. 
but that's what the Ravens are, bro. That's how they win games, whether it's the case or not. That is that is literally how the Ravens have always won games. But that's not they, why we won this game. It was in first half. It was, but the only the only rushing that really happened that was significant to the game was Lamar Jackson's two touchdown runs, and even that he only rushed for twenty seven. Yeah, no, but they still had way. I'm, I'm, did, I'm, didn't they have how many yards did they have collectively rushing? Collectively rushing. Give me a second. You should keep talking when you when I do that. Uh, you're, I'm sorry. I I'm trying to do math in my head. I <laughs> I I'm trying. One hundred and twenty nine. Collectively, okay. Collectively. On, on how many carries? Like 20 33 carries. 33 carries. Actually, it was 123 because Zay Flowers rushed for negative six. God damn it, Zay Flowers. <laughs> so you said 123 on 33 carries? Yeah. That's like almost four yards a carry. But that's, that's not what it looked like. like uh, on, on the stat sheet, yeah, that's four yards a carry. But they looked so absolutely constipated. And on half of that average yardage was coming from larger runs that Justice Hill had and a couple large runs from Melvin Gordon. But that still goes into my point that when you run the ball, you have a more you have a higher success rate when you run the ball and not go away from the running the ball just because it doesn't work every now and then. You'll get those pops. That Ravens offensive line gets you will get you those pops that matter and are important in key moments. Because the Ravens are what, at the end of the day, they are a running team. Yeah, and they they really are. But you got to mix in taking the shots. You can't just run on second and twelve every single time and hope. Well, that you I don't. I don't agree fast. with. I don't agree with because that's that's a totally different topic. That is situational. But right, but I'm not saying that they shouldn't rush, but they got to be less predictable with it, and then they'll be more successful. That's a, that's a fair point. Now that that is a fair point, but. If we we just about we're gonna evaluate this game, and this game just proves to that specific point of if they can run the ball c- collectively, effectively, efficiently, whatever whatever word you want to use that's in a positive note, that is how they're going to win games. They don't need Lamar to throw it thirty to forty times. They've never needed that. That's never been their style. That's never been who the Ravens are. We're in there. They they run, but it's it's nice to see that. When you can't fully rely on the run, we can pass. It's, it's it's a thing. It's it's doable, and it's not just collectively falling on him throwing to Mark Andrews. Because now at least they got Zay. I'm not gonna say Rashad Bateman because I still don't hear his name that often. So like I'm not. Rashad Bateman was out this week. Was he out this week? Okay, just, he's always out. So like whatever. Um, he's all, he's always fucking hurt. So whatever. I just I I just think overall my my overall frustration isn't with this game. I think you make a great point, which was that this game was that they did they dominated. This was a great game. It's just it's the flashes of what I'm seeing that are frustrating me. Overall, I think that we need more RPOs and disguised runs in order for this game. Yeah, to and my save, but that's not Todd Munkin. That's the thing. <sighs> it, that's the that's the issue. It was Greg Roman, but Greg Roman had his stupid calls. Greg, Greg, the thing was, that was all that Greg Roman had, though. Like, he couldn't scheme a fucking pass play to save his life unless yeah. it involved RPO. 
At least with Todd Monk and we can do classic standard passing plays that won't have two receivers running into each other. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, instead of procedural penalties, they had people not knowing where they needed to be on the field. So that's just <laughs> that's ridiculous. Such a great upgrade. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like an upgrade yet because I haven't yeah. actually seen, I've at least seen Greg Roman's offense click and dominate. And that's the thing. It didn't feel like the offense was dominating this game. It felt like the defense mm. was dominating this game. Because I'll tell you, the defense, they didn't just take that man's lunch money. They went home, took his plate off the dinner table, went to bed with his mama, married her, became his stepdad, <laughs> and then grounded that motherfucker. And then hit him with the belt. Mm. Then took his lunch money again. Ate his fruit snack. That's what the Ravens defense did. Not ate his fruit snacks. I mean, yeah, it was great. Roquan, um, Patrick Queen, all, all those guys, all those guys played great. Um, speaking of the defense, did you know Ojabo? Uh, it happened before the game, I'm pretty sure, but you know they put him on, uh, I think they put him on IR? Yeah, and I will say that I'm already tired of the people who were like, oh, yeah, look at Eric DaCosta's drafting record, bro. <laughs> I hear one more person say that we should have drafted George Pickens over a Jabo. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Pickens is not that good. Uh, These players become, like, ridiculously overrated, and I don't understand it. Because, like, there was so much hype for Kenny Pickett, and I'm just like, if he would have been drafted by any other team, there wouldn't have been this hype. But because he played at Pitt and he's going to the Steelers, then there's all this hype. And I just don't understand it. Kenny Pickett's trash. George Pickens, he's not like a fucking future Hall of Famer. Like, Ojabo got hurt. I get it. He gets hurt a lot. Everybody on the Ravens get hurt a lot. doesn't matter who you draft. That's fair. Nah, I think that's funny. Um, well, you know, do you want to talk about the the Steelers and their assness? Since we, since we brought up George Pickens, you want to talk about them before you talk about your uh, Buccaneers? No, I don't. You're right. Um, we'll come back to that because Pickens is trash right now. Pickett is a hurt. Oh, he's gonna play through that, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's go to the other three and one team. Um, in this podcast, and let me tell you who didn't think they would be three and one. I hate that our bye week is next week because it's so early, but um, three and fucking one, three and fucking one Vikings, Bears, Saints, and the one loss to the team that deserved to kick our ass <laughs> the Eagles, three and fucking one. Baker's playing good football. I'm still shocked by it. However, I I, I want to hold my breath on Baker until we get to, like, week eight. Week eight, nine, and ten. Like, you know, the middle of the season when, like, shit starts to get real and we're really fighting for playoff positioning and stuff like that. I, I'll be curious to see what he does then. But until then, I'm going to praise this Buccaneers team. I'm going to praise this Buccaneers defense more so than the offense. Antoine Winfield Jr. had himself a day. My man's had, I believe, nine tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, fumble recovery, pat one pass defense, one pass defended. Oh, 
Oh, it was a great, great day. I, let me let me get the whole stats for you guys because it was a great day to be a Bucks fan. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Give me one second. We're going to pull this bad boy on up here. Buccaneers went on to take on the New Orleans Saints. Fuck the Saints. Went on to take on the New Orleans Saints. And they whooped that ass 26 to 9. Baker Mayfield. 25 of 32, 246 yards, three touchdowns. He did have an interception. Rashad White, 15 carries, 56 yards, didn't have a touchdown. Chris Godwin was the leading receiver with eight catches, 114 yards, and a tutty. This game was phenomenal. It didn't start out that way for the offense, but that defense, oof, 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 that defense came through. That defense does what it always does. It does the scary thing of give up yards, but gets real, real restricted when we get to that red zone. And it showed as the Saints got into the red zone, I believe, four times and only converted on field goals. Three field goals and a turnover. And that led to the Buccaneers going up 14 and th- 14 to 3. I'm taking a great lead as Baker Mayfield threw a fade route to the rookie Trey Palmer scored his second touchdown of the season. This Buccaneers team is different. This Buccaneers team looks different. I still think that running the ball is a problem. I'll hit my elbow. I still think that running the ball will be a problem for these guys. They're still not getting that push. But to still get 56 yards, that means you're sticking to the run on 15 carries. That means you're sticking to the run and you're not getting away from it. I do not want that to be the downfall. Because when we got like that against the Eagles, we kept trying to run the ball. Even though running the ball is pointless. There's no point in running the ball when you're down 21-3 or some type of score like that and you need points. You got you to gotta start passing the ball. And in this game against the Saints, that was collectively done, as you just heard, as they had 15 carries from Charlotte. I think they finished totally over 24 carries. But it was a nice balanced offense, a little bit more on the pass side. But we still managed to get the win and a dub, and it's always going to be fuck the Saints. I'm going to repeatedly say fuck the Saints because they talk so much shit. They talked all that shit. Oh, the Bucks are going to be trash without Brady. They're going to go back to being who they were before Brady was here. And now look at you. Now look at you. You lost. You got You got dog walked. You got dragged up and down the sidewalk. With your hair getting yanked, screeching, legs kicking, can't go nowhere because you're just getting dragged. You got dragged. Michael Thomas was slant boy once again. Dragged him. Garbage. Ass cheeks. Derek Carr came into play. Ass cheeks. Jameis Winston came into play. Pure, unadulterated ass cheeks. You want to know why? He had one pass. What was that pass? Pass was a fucking pick. Interception. Look at that. One pass. One pass. Your one pass in the game was an interception. Yeah, I'm waiting for your 30 for 30. I'm waiting because that's going to be a great documentary. All in all, that was a great game for the Bucks. I was 30. I need I need his his second thing. Finish him. Buccaneers look like a team that's ready to compete, man. I think they have a good shot, especially in the division that they're in, to at least make it to the playoffs. I don't see, I don't, 
see how far they'll get in the playoffs, but I at least see them making the playoffs not strictly because of the division they're in, largely because of the division they're in, but because this is a gritty, gritty football team that is winning ugly games in different ways. And I love it. They bring in Winston. You said what about Winston? Why why did they bring in Winston? Derek got cleared and played. I think I don't know if he had gotten hurt or if they were just like calling the game because it was like twenty six to nine or twenty three to nine. Did the punter get hurt and they just figured that that was a better way? I I have no clue. I, I have no, no idea what the logic behind it was. Uh, <laughs> Interception. It worked in my favor because I called them throwing him throwing a pick and he sure enough threw one, even if it was just his one pass. The Buccaneers are a team to look out for, man. I think they'll have some struggles. I don't get me wrong. I'm not putting them in the top three of the NFC. That's fucking. That's just stupid. But I think they'll be a nice wild card team at most, if not, you know, a division leader that still could be wild card. Yeah, they won their division, but I. Uh, but isn't it like it's only like oh you know what it is? It's like one team gets a buy now, right? In the playoffs, it's like one buy, and then the rest are you're playing. Yeah, it's just one buy. So I I, I think in a sense they're still gonna. Team instead of a instead of a division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. So yeah, I think that that'll be good. I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Uh, the way that they've played, if they can get healthy, that's why I'm at. I'm at least glad that there's a bye week for us next week because that secondary, that defense, it's got to get a little bit healthier. But all in all, good game, fellas. Get back to the ground. To enjoy your week off, have fun, enjoy yourselves, rest up, get ready for the Lions next in the week after. Fuck the Saints. Interception. And there we go. I just like doing that. It's really I believe fun. you. I believe you. Like a fun time. What? 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 What is your take on it? On that game? I mean, I guess you don't have much of one, right? Probably not. Really. I, I think you said it all. I <laughs> I got very bored even attempting to watch a little bit of that game. If I'm being honest with you. I understand. I get it. When it's not your team and it's not that important, I get it. It's not that close. It's just kind of bleh. I mean, like, y'all were, y'all were winning. Yeah, Baker, that's all it was. Oh, they're winning. Keep Baker had himself another game. He had three times. That's a good game, man. It's a nice bounce, that's a nice bounce back game. Yeah, he, he might win comeback player of the year if DeMar Hamlin doesn't do anything. I doubt it. I think I DeMar Hamlin, the fact that he suited up even one time. like They might do it. I mean, but if he barely plays, he probably won't. Yeah. Demar Hamlin suited up. He I was did. About to, he I was about to he just did suit up. He only played special teams, but he suited up. That's kind of. I insane. think they're. I, I think they're kind of wean him back into. Man died. They're trying to force him. But yeah. I would. He better than me. I'd have been like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Nah, right. I, I, I can't even back. say I almost died. Nick. I died. I died, bro. You, you uh, got to come back after that. I, I feel like at least. Just to play out that one year. Yeah. All right. Well, here's our next topic. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Denver, Mile High Stadium. It's the Garbage Bowl. The Bears take on the Broncos and whatever the opposite of prime time is to see who the worst team in the NFL is. It's it's Sunday. It was the, it Bears. Was the Bears. It was the Bears. It was the Bears, but barely. 
you, you. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's. Um, there we go. Thank you, audience. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Bears were absolutely whooping the Broncos' ass for most of that. Uh, they, they, mm, that, 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 mm, that should have been a win. That should have been a Chicago Bears win. Justin Fields should be getting praise right now for throwing. I think he threw three touchdowns at least. Three, maybe even four. It's in an interception, and he also yeah. passed for 335 yards. All career highs. Passing attempts, career highs. Yards, uh, career high. Touchdowns thrown, career high. I just, I, I can't believe that the, the Bears were up 21 to 7 going in the half. I think they were up 28 to 7 at I one say, point. I think it could have even been 28. 24 straight points. I think that they're purposefully tanking now. I think that they want to get rid of Justin Fields and go for uh, Caleb Williams. <sighs> I think Caleb Williams came out and said that he wouldn't go and play there. I say he's not going to play there. He said he'll stay and he'll stay and make money in college. He named some teams he would go to. Unfortunately, the Giants were one of them. I don't know why that was, but you know. I mean, big market. Daniel Jones is garbage. He would be the savior there. That's the only way that they're going to get a quarterback and remain or get relevant. Because Daniel Jones signed that big deal. I think he's making $40 million a year, which I don't know what. He absolutely finessed the Giants. But this isn't about the Giants. This is about the Bears and the uh, Bears and the Broncos, which are two very destitute teams. And I believe that the Broncos are still absolutely dog shit. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't seem to be the problem this year. It seems to be Sean Payton this year. And that was... Really exciting for as garbage as both of those teams were. I just can't believe that the Bears were very it was so obvious about not even trying to win that game. So the way I feel about it, the way I look at it, the way I view it. Chicago needs to fire everybody. <sighs> Chicago needs to fire every single fucking person because the way that they tanked that game is ridiculous. That is one of those games you can say that was scripted. That was scripted. That's one of the ways. The conspiracy theory you can come out for that game. That's one of those games that was scripted. Twenty-eight to seven. Then you let them come back and win. And the the Broncos don't even have that great of a defense this year either. Because there's no way you should let the Bears put up twenty-eight on your head. And and let's not let's not let coaching get out of out of uh, trouble with this because if they would have kicked a damn field goal instead of going for it on fourth and one, allowing the Broncos to be able to have that game winning drive and they go thirty one twenty eight, it would have been a tie game and they would be going into overtime and you wouldn't have forced Justin to have to try to throw the ball downfield to get in the field goal range. Yep, you make a solid point there. Uh, there's a lot of questionable fourth down calls late in games lately. Like, I'm, I'm all for going for risky third downs, you know, in the first three quarters, but once you uh, are risky fourth downs in the first three quarters, once you get into that fourth quarter, you got to take the points. Mm, you got to take points. I'm I'm a firm, firm believer in just take the points. If you get greedy, it will bite you in the ass. Like, that's, that's not debatable. 
Yeah, there's no debating that. It's it, it bothers me just because Justin Fields had that. Justin Fields did what he needed to do for them to win that game, and they they just ruined it. Like I can, you can pin some on him because the offense didn't get going at all in the second half. But screw all of that. If I'm up twenty-eight to seven, all I'm saying to my offense and my defense, just do what needs to be done to win the game. Offense don't turn the ball over. Defense don't give up big plays. Now, obviously, that's easier said than done because look what the fuck happened. But I. It doesn't make sense. Sean Payton, you're still I'm with you on that with the Broncos. It's not Russell this year. He should have never came back. Nope. Nope. He should have stayed where he was. Drew it's it's looking like the quarterbacks are making their coaches. Because he ain't been shit with without Drew Brees. Just like another coach that ain't been shit without their old quarterback. We'll, well get to him in a second. It also really comes down to the fact that um he doesn't have he doesn't have gadget players in in Denver yet. And he's really big on those gadget players like Taysom Hill and whatnot. And I don't I don't think that he actually coaches that great other than he's able to just find different ways to use people. But, like, if you give him just, like, a, a plain football team, he can drive that thing into the ground, it seems like to me. That's how it's looking. But, he no, he has some gadget players. He had gadget players. They they let them freaking go. Because their gadget player was Hamler. Well, I mean, did he walk? And, and didn't – and well, well one of their receivers – it might not have been KJ. There was one receiver that, that they let walk. I think it was KJ Hamlet, but there's also like two receivers that got hurt in the beginning of the year before the season started and were, you know, ruled out. And then that's what that did it in for him from that standpoint for some of those players. But he was brought in here to win games. He talked shit about the other coach and he ain't doing much better than the old coach. They got this yeah. win, but he ain't doing much better. Like Nathaniel Hackett, uh, he wasn't a great coach. He wasn't good with time management, stuff like that. But he was at least a good offensive mind. I think he's just one of those coaches that are better suited as a coordinator. But Sean Payton, who's won a Super Bowl, doesn't look like he's doing much better than Nathaniel Hackett, to be completely honest. He's not. He's not. And, the Bear, and, and back to the, to the Bears, because the Broncos are going to – the Broncos are stuck with what they have for a couple years. The Bears are – they need to imp- uh, just blow this whole thing up and, 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 and in a really bad way. You need to trade Justin Fields somewhere where he's where he's going to be valued properly because y'all aren't t- y'all are not valuing him as you should. He doesn't have an offensive line. You tried. You got him some weapons. I'll give you that. But what good are those weapons if he ain't got more than two seconds to get the ball out of his hand? I think as it stands, the Bears. The Bears are suited to reload pretty quickly. If they can convince Caleb Williams to actually come there, they're suited to reload pretty quickly because they're going to get a late-round draft pick more than likely for Claypool. And then they'll be able to, if they trade fields before the draft, they could get another high draft pick to 
essentially. And having three early first round draft picks could definitely be a benefit for the Bears. Yeah, they right now it says they got the number one, number two pick. <clears throat> but I think just like I said before, Justin Fields needs to go to a better team. The Bears as an organization are terrible. And I mean from top to bottom, they're just terrible. They're awful. They they don't know how to draft. They don't know how to coach. They don't know how to look for a, a good coach. Like they've just been bad. Ever since Lovey Smith, bro, they have been god awful. Yeah. God awful. And it's it's sad to see. And I want better for Justin at this point. And it's not going to be with the Bears. Maybe the Jets could trade for Justin Herbert or Justin Fields. And give them what? Zach? Uh, yeah, give him Zach in that first round draft. What, what? How much better am I going to fucking be with Zach? You'll have somebody to fill the gap until you get somebody, until you get Caleb Williams in the draft next year. Fuck that. And then, <laughs> gotta remember, the Jets got that, aren't going to lose that first round draft pick that they used on Aaron Rodgers because he's not playing 75% of the snaps this season. Uh, Sending everybody to the Jets. Look, RG3 said today on uh, the Dan Lebitard show, which I was listening to, he said that uh, he's ready to go. He'll give him a couple weeks and he'll <laughs> the Jets right now. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Shut your old ass down. Hey, he's not that old. Bro, he came in the league in 2012. He's old. Yeah, maybe a little bit. This would be year 11 for him. Or 13. Or not 13. Year 11 or 12. He's had two years off. He's fresh, you know. He's older. His bones are more brutal. Or brittle. All right. So, I think that's enough on the Bears. Now it's time to play. Panic button. Who are you hitting the panic button on as we sit four weeks into the NFL season? You know what's really sad? I forgot what I told you before we started this show. Um, I, say, I think I said Viking. So I think I'm throwing the, 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 the witch comment at them. It's them and another person. It's them and another person. That's a very cheerful panic button um <laughs> but i i would say minnesota um there's no reason for you to have honestly right now not the best quarterback but the best quarterback in terms of numbers in kirk cousins and you guys are one in three you have the best wide receiver in the game right now in justin jefferson and you're one in three Kirk Cousins is on pace to throw for 6,000 yards and over 30-something touchdowns, and you're 1-3. You've put up over 20-plus points in almost every single game you've played this year, and you're 1-3. and three. They were losing to the Panthers for a substantial amount of that game. You were losing to the Panthers with a rookie quarterback who I still think has a couple years before he's where people want him to be. And you're one in three. I I don't get it. We have this same problem every year with the Vikings. You have this potent offense. You you guys put up these great numbers every year, and you barely 
Well, no, you get to the playoffs, but you barely make a dent because you're gone in the first round because Kirk Cousins is just garbage in, in prime time. The Vikings defense has still not gotten better. Every year we try to say, oh, the Vikings defense looks formidable, and they never are. They're always middle of the pack somewhere, or they're god-awful at covering tight ends or something like that. Well, at this point, panic. Shut it down. Get Kirk out of there. <laughs> they also say that Kirk is their best chance to win a Super Bowl maybe two years ago when they or or three or four three, four years ago when they got a, when they stole a game from the. Uh, was it the Saints? Was that the miracle in the, in the, in the Minneapolis, whatever it's called? Are you talking about the no call pass interference or the Yeah, the no call pass interference game. The There's one that, that made them literally make pass interference reviewable for a year and then they took it back. Oh no, that was the that was the that was the the the, the Rams and the Saints. And it was the Rams and the Saints, my bad. The, the one but I'm talking about the one where it got tipped in the air um with the Saints. It got tipped in the air and then uh Stefan Diggs came down with it and scored the touchdown and they won the game. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I I had it mistaken. Yeah, no, you're good. It I it it, it they both involved the Saints, so that's why. But yeah, like that was probably their best chance and didn't win it. And they're never going to win it with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. They're probably not going to win anytime soon because they they're going to have to rebuild because the panic button has been pushed. All right, so I'm hitting my panic button. Bing, bing, bing. That okay. i'm hitting my panic button on the cincinnati Bengals, and here's why cincinnati Bengals are one and three and joe burrow even before his injury was not playing fantastic and since the injury yeah they did get that win on monday night football last week but they have been struggling something fierce and i gotta say the titans are playing way way above their weight class so far this season yeah, I know that they sit two and two. That's probably a team that should realistically be one and three, zero oh and four. And not only did they lose to the Titans, but they got absolutely boot stomped by the Titans. I'm talking Joe Burrow, twenty for thirty, one sixty five, zero and zero. Joe Mixon, he's hitting a four point eight average, but still only got sixty eight or sixty seven yards in that game. And they are just not doing anything on offense whatsoever. And it's not even a Joe Burrow throwing interceptions problem. It's just that he's coming out flat. He doesn't look explosive. He doesn't look athletic. He's not getting the ball down the field. They're not getting the receivers open in space. And I would be hitting the panic button right now if I was the Cincinnati Bengals because the Ravens offense looks bad, but the Bengals offense, it doesn't just look constipated. It looks like they haven't taken a shit in a year. (laughs) I would be absolutely flabbergasted if I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Now, as a Ravens fan, I'm absolutely elated. But the Bengals are just looking horrible and letting a team like the Titans, who has not looked great on offense so far this season, they've looked all right, but they haven't looked great. Letting them go up and beat you like that, that is very concerning. And for that reason, I will be hitting the panic button on the Bengals. I got one more panic button that should be pushed. 
Just one more. One more back? Nah. That's the worst one yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to hit that that uh, panic button over there on uh, a guy I mentioned a little bit earlier in uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> now we're getting gay. But that's, that's, that's not there. Not there. <laughs> that works. Bill Belichick, supposedly the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Is one in three with his New England Patriots. He's only won like three games. Not three games, I'm sorry. He's only won. Ugh. He's only had one, what, one winning season since Tom Brady's been gone? I think zero. Zero? The, yeah, the, they made the playoffs one year, didn't they? Tom Brady. Maybe they did with Cam Newton that one year. Was it Cam? No, they made it with Mac his rookie year. Um, they made it with Mac his rookie year, and then they went backwards his second year, and now here we are now for this year. He just he overall has a losing record without Tom Brady. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, he has a losing record without Tom Brady. And <laughs> that's stop using that. And uh, I, I would probably rather that one. And it's getting it's getting bad, man. It's getting real bad. Everything Bill Belichick does is being questioned. Every single thing he does is being questioned. Your offense looks bad. Your defense looks... It doesn't look as dominant as it did last year. Your star, your number one uh, draft pick, or your top overall draft pick is out for the year. Torn labrum. So now you go and trade for J.C. Jackson, who you let go in the offseason... A few a couple years back to the Chargers, you trade for him for I think uh I think they I either think they swap pick or it was a low compens uh, compensatory pick, so it was like not nothing that would you know be eye popping. But you went back and got J.C. Jackson after you said you didn't you basically didn't need him and you let him go. Now you need him again because Gonzalez is out for the year. Your offensive line sucks. Your running backs aren't running like they used to. Because you have a lot of problems. The, the greatest head coach in NFL history is having a lot of problems without his star quarterback. And this was another point that we were making. Was it Tommy? Or was it Bill Belichick's genius? And we are finding out. I think it's pretty, pretty safe to say at this point that it's Tommy. It's Tommy. It's Tommy Brady. Tom Brady made your team go. And without that piece, you are looking like a joke. You're looking like you did when you were with the Cleveland Browns in the 90s. Where you yeah. would have some success. Mike lost his job there. <laughs> you know, I think uh, you, you go there, you, you went to the Jets, then you want to leave the Jets, and then you went to the Patriots. And you had, let's, let's not forget, his first couple years, he didn't have real success with the Patriots either. He didn't have real success with the Patriots until Tom Brady became his quarterback. Tom Brady might have really carried this man. It, it it seems to me that he's lost without him. And this whole Patriot way works great when you're winning. But when you're losing, the military-type environment that Bill Belichick creates doesn't really work for a bunch of grown men that have to go out there and get dubbed by 40 points. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not... Don't look sweet. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so that's that's where we hitting the panic button on him because 
you are looking like a shell of yourself. You were looking like it was never you. It was always your players around you. I mean, it's just looking real bad for him. So I, <laughs> who I don't know. New England's about to have to find a new head coach and quarterback. I I got a feeling forced retirement is coming up soon. Like I see it too. This team is abysmal, and honestly, they're just, they're just boring to watch. Nothing about watching the Patriots is fun. They play against they they can't even get boot stomped correctly. Bill Belichick just has to do everything he can to make this look like a Big Ten West game, or look like Army playing Tulane on a Friday night. Oh man, it sucks to suck, and when you're when you're down bad, it gets even worse. But the opposite of the panic button is the praise button. Oh, I'm sorry. There we go. And you have some pretty high praise for one young quarterback so far this season. C.J. Stroud. Come on down. C.J. Stroud has played. Come on down. Yes, yes. all that goody, good two-shoes stuff. C.J. Stroud, and I'm going to knock on some wood. And hopes that this doesn't happen. But C.J. Stroud now holds the record for the most pass attempts by a rookie without throwing an interception. He is at, I believe, 128, I believe is the number. The next, the highest number was, what, 107? Either 107 or 117, maybe one of those two numbers. And he's played great. And we have to understand that he is on a bad team. They're one and three. But he is playing out he's playing lights out i'm about to say out the lights i don't know what that even is he's playing lights out right now as a rookie in the nfl and while his team isn't producing wins when you when you evaluate a rookie quarterback it's not necessarily about the wins that matters but it's not necessarily about the wins we want to see your progress right we want to see have you have you caught up to the the speed of the nfl can you make a read and not can you make a read see it's not there go to your next read and find somebody else or are you just going to be a stagnant one look off player and we have a lot and you're raw and we have a lot of work we have to do with you cj stroud has shown none of those symptoms of being a work in progress rookie i'm seeing precise accurate concise throws he knows where he wants to put the ball he knows where the ball needs to go he does everything that he can. Oh, who's calling me? I'm sorry. Oh, nope. Nope. There we go. Just going to do that. Sorry about that. Whew. Where was I? Oh, yeah. We have reached a point where rookies are seen as you're, uh, you're going to be great or you're going to be a bust. And from the shades of what we've seen from him, I think we have a real great talent. And that's why I think he should have gone number one overall. Because let's look at last week. Last week, he had over 300-something yards and a couple touchdowns. And he did what he had to do for his team to win, but his team didn't get the job done on their end, defensively on their end, to get him a win. But he got it this week. And he got it this week. I think a horrible Steelers team, though, to be fair. That's that's fair, but that defense isn't horrible. 
that pass rush, that front, that front, that front seven isn't horrible. And TJ Watt running at you is never a fun time. Yeah. Overall, I just think that CJ Stroud, I my jury's still out on him. He's had a couple good games, and that's great, but he's in a better situation than the other rookie quarterbacks this season, which is weird to say about Texas, but Carolina is just abysmal. You know, they moved over to the new coach, didn't really get him a lot of assets. Uh, they traded away DJ Moore, and that's just you needed DJ Moore to be there for Bryce Young. Obviously, Bryce Young's been hurt, but the fact is, is that the Texans have what Carolina does not, and Texans at least have a NFL caliber offensive line, whereas Carolina's offensive line is like Swiss cheese right now, and. So I think C.J. Stroud's just in a bit of a better situation. So my jury's still out on that. I need to see Bryce Young play more. My biggest thing is is that we have never seen an Ohio State quarterback come into the league and actually establish themselves as a even top 10 quarterback. You look at the likes of Cardale Jones, Dwayne Haskins, quarterbacks that came out of Ohio State with a lot of hype and then didn't necessarily live up to that hype. And so that tells me, you know, that system has been largely the same over a decade plus at this point, pretty much since Urban Meyer went there and Ryan Day eventually took over. You know, Ryan Day was part of the Urban Meyer coaching tree and just kind of stepped up and kept things the same. So I think that it remains to be seen whether or not some of those same qualities that were detriments to those previous quarterbacks will you know, they're lying dormant in C.J. Stroud right now, and they're just waiting to poke out their ugly heads. Or if C.J. Stroud is actually the one. I look at it, and, you know, he was throwing to better receivers at Ohio State than he'll probably ever throw to in the NFL, just across the field. Because of the imbalance of power and the lack of parity in college football, those big schools, a lot of times the best talent that you're ever going to play with Obviously, it's not fully developed talent, but the best raw talent you're ever going to play with is in college. So I just find it to be a little bit too early to declare that C.J. Stroud should have gone number one overall because the track record that we have from Ohio State quarterbacks and also those doubts that came out that he would even go second overall really punctuate the question marks that I have in my mind about him and my jury's still out. I don't think Bryce Young's like garbage or anything. I just think I, I get your point of they both they're kind of in different situations, but <laughs> it ain't that different. If we want to be real about it, if we want to be the really offensive real, line is a huge game changer. I don't think either one of them have a great offensive line. Sure, the same way that Bryce Young is. Bryce Young has better weapons though. Bryce Young still has escapability. And should be able to do what he has to do. And I know he's a rookie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like putting Bryce Young on such a higher pedestal than CJ because I still hold the firm belief of he's just he's just a rookie. So like it's only so much that one rookie can do. But I think, I think overall, as you look at the entirety of the offense, uh, not CJ. Um, Bryce Young has. The better uh, weapons to throw to, like 
I, I I just think, and that's where that Adam Thielen was the replacement for DJ Moore. That was supposed to be what that was. Uh, they've also grabbed they've grabbed you know some defensive pieces, and they they got Miles Sanders as a running back. So I think they have. I gen, genuinely think that he is better, or he has better weapons than the Texans do. So far this season, I will say, but he he has better weapons, but he just he's under so so much constant pressure. He never actually yeah. has to get the ball out. Yeah, I I don't even think I, I think CJ Stroud gets pressured pretty much a good amount too, but he's better at making decisions under that particular pressure. I don't think I don't think Bryce is at this moment. That's fair. I mean, I don't think that we've seen enough of Bryce Young either. Obviously, with him missing two games, mm, but that's true. the jury's still out on there for me. I I wouldn't be so quick to call CJ Stroud a success. Is my main point. That's fair, but we're going to see as the season goes on. That's for sure. All right. Well, I think that that's about all we have time for. Well, it's been a great, it's been a great, great show. It's been a great show. (laughs) Go O's, for sure. Absolutely go O's, go O's. you know, uh, by I have a bye week this week, so you know, go Ravens. Who are the Ravens play this week? Steelers. That's what they play. I didn't realize about a bye week. It feels early for a bye week. I mean, I it know is, that- it's extremely early, but this is when they start. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hate that we have an early one, but it works out this year because injuries. But I just hate that we have a London game this year. That that one's the one that's blowing me the most. I'm gonna have to wake up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Oh, is my- that that's next week, isn't it? Uh, it might be. Um, I usually never know what next week's game is going to be. I'm like worse at that. It's okay. I am too. I, I just, I think I, I was yeah. trying to go after it's Steelers and then Titans in London. Oh, and their matchup is ugly. <laughs> and I think the Titans are the ones that blew us out the last time we played in London. No, it was Jacksonville. Was it? Jacksonville, the Titans beat them in the playoffs. I think I accidentally slept. Through. Well, I think I, the last time we went to London, I accidentally slept through the game, so I don't even remember it. I just remember I think the last time they went, they kicked. Did they, I don't know who they played, but I think they whooped they <laughs> No, the Ravens got their ass beat the only time they played in London. I thought they played. I thought this would be the third time they were in London. They weren't in London last year. No, no, no. We didn't play. That must have been okay. So it was the year before. Year. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That makes sense. That's fine. Everybody have a have a good week. Yeah, everybody have a fin diddly do of a day or evening, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I just said. I ain't gonna lie to you on it. Ever the fuck that means. <laughs> fin diddly don't ever fucking say that again. <laughs> <laughs>